Starting right now, episode one, season four, Still Here Podcast with Jose Cruz. I'm Monty Torres, proud to be here with him. We're going to talk about everything from what's happening right now to what's coming and to what you should do to be ready for it, including salvation through Jesus Christ. Join us starting right now. Monty Torres here, sir. How are you doing? Be here, <laughs> Man, I know we've been, I know we're doing a little pre-warm-up, pre-talk, and, you know, kind of give my um, input on you, man. It's just back in the day, you know, when, you know, because I, I consider you, you know, like the goat of the 10 o'clock evening news Thank here in much. Central Valley, you know, because you, you think about 10 o'clock news, Monty Torres. Mon- I appreciate that. I like that. I hope everybody thinks that way. <laughs> no, there's a lot of people it, that got left. It has been a little while. I've been on there 17 years now. Yeah. So it's been a while. Man, that's crazy. It seems like, I mean, just times fly, you know. I know. We're in that generation, man. It's like news was just on TV, but now news is everywhere to see that transition, you know. Because again, when I first started, you know, we were on DVC tapes. You know, yeah. photogging. Yes, yes. You know, and we weren't, there was no hashtag nothing. There was just straight up. Yeah. Man. And then this whole new world comes out during that period of time mm-hmm. with all the podcasting and the, you know, social media is exploding, you know, yeah. and all that stuff. So, but you certainly made your way with it with uh, your setup here <laughs> and the podcast. This is awesome. Thank you, man. I appreciate it, man. It just took some, it took some time, you know, it's like, yeah. like a lot of things in life, man. We definitely want to, um, you know, just keep moving forward and grow, man. And so, but I'm glad you're taking the time on the weekend to come out, man. Seriously. Happy to do it anyway, just to catch up with you. Yes, sir. You know, I mean, let's get to know you because I know you don't really, I mean, you're, like you said, you don't, you didn't know much about podcasting. You just kind of, you live your life, man. You know, you're not a very heavy social media guy, you know. Like, I try to be, I try to learn it, you know, and try to do it. Uh, maybe after this, I'll get some more tips from you. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I try to, to catch on with it. You know, these are, like you said, these are changes. And mm-hmm. it's, sometimes you're juggling some things and you say, oh, how do I fit this one in here? And mm-hmm. add that to the to, to what I'm keeping in the air. On top of that, you may remember I have six kids. You know? Yeah, you do. They're, they're not small anymore. They're all grown up. My youngest is 21 years old. So I, I interact and try to be involved with them, their lives. And I have two grandkids now, too. Oh, wow. So um, between that and my mom came to live with me at, at, at my home here in, in Fresno. Okay. Uh, which I take get to, I, I get the honor and privilege of taking care of her. She's 80, she'll be 87 this year. Wow. No, she'll be 88 this year. That's awesome. So it's nice to have her here and, and good health and to, to have this time with her here with me and my wife. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm always open to learning new things and trying more. In fact, I, I am doing something new as of the last year or so I, I became a producer of the station too i produce oh, okay sometimes but i'm just a fill-in producer like if uh our producer's out on vacation or a producer's out sick i'll produce for 10 o'clock news or as you know we do another newscast the omaha show for okay. our omaha sister station yeah i remember or, that. Uh, like just last night i produced that then anchored that nice so i mean i pick up new things here where i can mm-hmm. uh, but there's always more than i can absorb all at once yeah it's crazy because i like this whole world of social media is evolving just every day there's not one yeah. thing where it's just all right this is this is the staple they were no man it's, it's like every time i turn around there's a new a new platform mm-hmm. you know it's uh you know facebook is old news and instagram yeah. and all that then there's Snapchat, TikTok, this, everything. I, I, it's hard to keep up with all those for me. It is the same here, you know, because I'm the, I'm the old school generation too, man. I'm, I'm 42 and, yeah. you know, still got some years, you know, still got time, man. But it's like, 
these young kids, like my daughter, obviously on camera, you know, shout out wifey here too. And, you know, they just, she learned so much. She's an artist. So she's already doing artist time lapse. And she posted it one time. We bought her iPad. So she just picked, I didn't even have to show her. And it's like something that we couldn't do long time ago, even before. It's like, she did it when she was like 12, 13 years old. I'm like, the talent. Yeah. And so now, you know, staying ahead, trying to catch up on the, on the, on the, like the whole, fad of you know social media you know it's really why i wanted to bring you on too man because when you post you know you know there's a lot of cool things that you post you know spiritual encouraging you know you. informational but before we get into that man let's let's kind of get into your beginning story because i know growing up a lot of people just see Monty Torres on tv you know then they see you out and about events public just life you know just i don't want to get too detailed yeah, i laugh when you say this because <laughs> i can remember even a few years back uh, being at a store and someone telling me Wow, I grew up watching you, and I and I said to myself, "Wow, I've been here that long." <laughs> but I've heard it more than once, you know. And yeah. I, and, I, and again, I'm honored that it's that way. Mm-hmm. But it just makes you realize how how quickly time passes, how people see time, and and how people see you from all yeah. that time passing. Um, I was like, I was like 20, 30 pounds lighter. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we were uh, also remember back then when you were there too. We were doing that political show. Yeah, which was which was just fun to do mm-hmm. it was the heavy political news of the day we did it twice and and they syndicated that and, and that was a lot of fun too that was a new adventure for yes us at yes time. i remember that you know getting into like your story man you know obviously i, I don't want like you know bank account numbers so we're not getting that deep but just kind <laughs> of like much there but <laughs> <laughs> you know we'll kind of get like the origin man kind of like how you got in you know where you grew up how you know like when you sure. went to school kind of what, what made you get into news was news like your first thought or you know what, what you know let's get to know you man wasn't my first thought I grew up in Southern California. Okay. Um, my dad was born in the Philippines, mm. um, and, and his mother was from Spain. And um, they moved when he was three months old to Hawaii, where he and his subsequent five younger sisters were born. And he grew up there uh, most of his life. My mom was born in Ohio, and uh, then went to Hawaii, and then the Philippines with her father, stepfather and her mother. And where they were hired by the USO to do USO shows for the U.S. military and, and such. So they met, my dad and mom met on a boat when she was like 13 years old, became pen pals and stuff like that. And went on to, uh, he went on to come back from the Philippines to go and take her to her senior prom. Mm-hmm. And, and ended up, they ended up getting married and then moved to L.A. My, actually, first my, my dad went two years in the U.S. Army. And then when he came back, he set up shop, became an attorney and, in the LA area where most of my aunts and uncles and cousins, big clan cousins. Mm-hmm. So I grew up with, with uh, multiple layers of, um, of culture. And then there's Filipino and Spanish and Mexican from the neighbors and all, and my wife and her family. And then also um, there's that overlay of Hawaiian from my dad and his family growing up there. So like every family party was kind of like a luau. Mm. Um, and uh, it, was, it was a real nice time to have so many cousins to hang out with. Uh, and it was just like a just like a regular Latino family, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, um, um, but it was really nice to have that. And then I went to school down there, Catholic grade school and high school. Growing up, you know, I can almost still remember some of the Latin terms from the old mass. But um, and then uh, I didn't always want to do this. My dad wanted me to be a lawyer, like mm. he was. But I always noticed that when my dad would come home at night, he'd always take his aspirins from the from the day at work and and, and having his own firm and. Um, I, I respect the law a great deal, but I also noticed that oftentimes you're kind of like arguing every day uh, for yeah. that line of work with, with insurance adjusters or with uh, other attorneys and so on. And 
that, that can wear on you. My, my brother, younger brother became a lawyer and that's exactly what I've heard from him. And that's, that's not what I wanted mm-hmm. in that respect. So <clears throat> I decided upon this field of work when I took a class, a weekend class at UCLA called the art of the interview. And it was a, it was a weekend class that was part of the UCLA extension program because they didn't have a, a broadcast journalism program. Yeah. <clears throat> so as a result of that class, uh, we would go to a local TV station. KCOP was the station. And we did some interviews there. And uh, the teacher of the class liked me so well that they said, Why we want to put you on our show. It was a weekend uh, community affairs show in L.A. Wow. And I said, yeah, sure, I'll do that. And I did that for three years. And then doing that, I said, you know, I like this, but I think I'd rather get full-time into news if I'm going to do something like TV mm. rather, than, rather than community affairs interview. And so that's when I went back and took um, another year's worth of classes at UCLA. And they were all broadcast journalism classes. And UCLA Extension calls it comparable to a master's program. I think it's more like a bachelor's program. But um, I, so I, I did that on top of what I had previously done. And then started the news trek where I send mm-hmm. my, then there used to be big three quarter inch tapes. Yeah. Set up news. my tapes. Yeah. And got my first job in Palm Springs. Um, worked there not very long. I was only actually there six months. Okay. And then I was hired by Roger Gadley. Did you ever meet Roger Gadley? Yeah, Gadley. Okay, you, yeah. He, he was there when you were there. Mm-hmm. Roger Gadley was the news director here in Fresno. I came here in 96 as a reporter, mm-hmm. a, a early on, a very early reporter, and uh, was here about a little less than a year. Then I got my first full-time anchor gig in Florida at Fort Myers, the NBC affiliate in Fort Myers, mm-hmm. um, Naples, Florida. After that, uh, they hired me as the main anchor for the Fox station, the launch of the Fox station up, up in WXMI, that's Grand Rapids, Michigan, where we started their first uh, 10 o'clock news and um, did that for about two years until I got hired in Raleigh, North Carolina by what was then the NBC O&O. Mm. And I was away for five years. Okay. And then, then this came about. By that time, I had been away from home, mainly on the East Coast for about 10 years or so. Hadn't seen most of my family, particularly my parents as they were getting older. And so, I mean, you know, me and, and my family, we made this, you know, an important point, like we always do, of prayer. We would like to get back home, like to see our family while we still have time. How do we do that? And then everything fell into place. And that's when Roger called and offered me this opportunity. Yeah. What, what year was that? I was, <clears throat> I came, I came back in 2006. Okay. Yeah. See, that's when I got hired as a photon. So we started right about the same time. We then. did. Yeah. Dang, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it is. Parallel there. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's cool because I remember walking in, man, you know, young, you know, I'm 22. How, how old was that, Laura? 25. 25. 20, yeah, 24, 25, man. And I'm like, and that was my first real, real job. I, I got kicked out of high school. Long wow. story short, everybody's heard this story a thousand times, man. But I got kicked out of high school and I was volunteering at a church. You know, not volunteering. I was actually sentenced to community service. Mm-hmm. So they end up using me on the camera because their guy didn't show up. And so I had some experience. I had an eye for it. And then when it finally, I think when I was ready, because it all stuck with me, I was like, you know, let me just apply. I heard Channel 24 was hiring. They didn't They didn't hire me because I, I had two last names. My mom sold me my brother's identity back in the day, and we didn't oh, wow. know until, you know, I, my actual last name is Jose Manzano. I've been going like that up until 24 years old. When I found out my actual legal name is Jose Manzano Cruz. So my middle name was my last name. And I so see. 
So when I went to... I got a name sort of tell you too later on after this. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah. But then when I went to 26, I ended up using Jose Cruz. And then I talked... You remember Jim Pyers? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, I ran into him a few a couple months ago. Oh, I haven't seen him in ages. I, yeah, my bank. And man, it's an awesome story. Because I don't think... I'll, I'll tell you this. Because <clears throat> when I went, there's... And I'll give you kind of like the quick version, man. Because yeah. this is kind of like an all, you know, come come back together full mm -hmm. circle. Is um. I got hired. I, when I went there for a job interview, there was five other dudes there, man. They were swooped up, nice suit. They went to college. They had the degree. Me, I was no diploma, no experience, but I had zero to anything on my resume. Bought this big old shirt at Walmart because I didn't know how to dress in a tie, man. From the hood, man. So I talked to Jim, and I'm the first guy to interview, and I told him I had no experience, and I basically told him, look, Jim, and this is why Jim changed my life. Then, and when I ran into him, I told him all this, but I told him why he should hire me. I was like, you hired me, man, because I'm a fresh slate, man. I'm young. You know, I learn quick. And things I've been doing now with these churches, you know, I've been volunteering. That's what I'm volunteering at. Mm -hmm. You know, man, I pick up quick. And, you know, these guys, that they make, yeah, they're more qualified than I'll ever be, you know, but they're taught a certain way that probably does not reflect KMPH and, and you know, your guys' vibe. You know, so That's you guys good. show me that, I'll I'll give you that. That's a good persistence and heart mm -hmm. there to go take up like that and go do that. Yeah, and it worked. It worked. You know, so long story short, man, he hired me that Friday. Then um, then that Friday evening, he called him, Mr. Cruz. I was like, "What's up, Jim?" Because that's how we talk. I was like, yeah. talking, "What's up, Jim?" He's like, "Hey, man, how do you feel about starting Monday?" You know, mm -hmm. you know, work on Camp Page Five Twenty Six. I'll be there, bro. <laughs> so three months later, um, he called. You know, we, we I'm there working. We run, we cross paths because I'm night side. He works obviously yeah. the other day, man. And he's like, we're crossing paths in the parking lot. He's like, Cruz, get over here, man. Let me tell you something. And he told me why he hired me, man. He's like, because you're memorable, man. He says you, your confidence and your, you know, your your belief in yourself, man. He says those guys probably believe in themselves, but you stood out the most. And you know, and I think that's kind of where my itch came from creativity. You that's know? awesome. Because being around you guys, man, when I walked in, I'm like, this money, Torres. <laughs> you know, you get all these young guys that, you know, see this world and, you yeah, know. Excuse me, but I laugh every time I hear that. From my yeah. It's just. Well, I mean, uh, I feel like. And I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Well, because I feel like that's a good side of you. A lot of people don't know because it's like people think, oh, he's on, you know, a famous in Fresno. It goes to his head. He's not. You're not like this. Kopi, you two are my top. My top boys, man. It's not like, oh, how's Monty? How's Kopi? Every time someone asks, I was like, those guys are, if not realer in person than they are on TV. That's that's my... Kopi you know. sets a fantastic example, and he has for a long time, mm -hmm. long before I got here. So mm -hmm. I, look up to, I look up to him, too. Mm -hmm. That's my boy, man. And so, yeah, and then when, you know, hiring there, you know, what kind of, like, was your process? Did you know, like, hey, 10 o'clock anchor, you know, did you, is that was, like, your goal? I didn't even know. I wasn't really aware that there was an opening when that happened. I, I was getting ready to leave because my contract had come to an end in Raleigh. And I said, well, and I wanted to get back with the West Coast. I didn't know uh, of anything open. But I knew Roger and I was always in good terms with him. So mm -hmm. I called him and said, hey, you, and I know he knows a lot of news directors and people. I said, hey. Anybody you know have an opening? Then let me know about it. And he says, "Well, what we do?" I said, "Oh, really?" He said, "You want me to put you in?" I said, "Okay, sure." And that's that. This is how it came about. But I always circle back to saying, you know, I think everything is connected, and to those who take advantage of it, God's faithfulness and prayer. Mm. And we had been praying about it for months beforehand. Mm -hmm. We had no idea where we were going to get it. But to let you just let you know how this all worked, I had no idea where I was going to end up. Um, I had a house that I had bought out there. 
and just sewed up so nice and tightly that everything, you kind of can see God's action sometimes, how neatly everything fits together perfectly. And I didn't do it. I didn't make it that way. Mm -hmm. The timing from when I was leaving to and 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 coming out here, and the, when they gave me the moving allowance and and wanted me to start, and it all it just all came together, came together so well that I my house sold before my next mortgage payment was due after I got out here, so I didn't have to pay for you know yeah I, I just got into a rental out here right first and a mortgage at the same time, which would have been really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, it sold, it got that cleared up, everything, just, everything worked out perfectly, and then we were back here. And uh, then I was able to start going down and seeing my parents and family down in LA. I was I would drive down there usually about twice a month, sometimes more, depending on what's going on. Mm-hmm. So that that was really important. And uh, I had ten years with my dad before he died in 2016. I was able to be here for all of that. And for, <clears throat> well, he was in the hospital during his last uh, weeks there. Mm-hmm. And so that was a that was a great blessing. That's exactly what we asked for and yes. wanted. And then now the privilege of having my mom live with me and taking care of her that way is, I think it's the way it should be. And I'm, I'm glad to have it that way too. Yeah. But it all, it all came together perfectly and it came together. All I did, the only thing I did beyond prayer was I called Roger and said, Hey, you know of anything? And then boom, it all fell into place. Yeah, man. That's weird. It's strange how um, things work out that way, man. It's like, you didn't expect it. You, you want to know another story? Tell me. Yeah. Tell no, me, okay, man. Let me tell you about this one. <clears throat> um, talk about how things work. Uh, I, we were, uh, this is before I came back, about t- two years before I came back or so. Um, I was, I was moving from a house we had rented to the house we were going to buy. And I was, I had no more time to move out. They were trying to sell that house. I had no more time. I asked for extra time. No, you can't. It's under the last weekend. I was dead tired from moving the whole week. Um, had some friends periodically, but still had a lot more to do. Spent a weekend all day out there moving boxes. I mean, you t- talk about t- being tired to the bone. I was there. Yeah. I had one friend with me. I'm in the garage looking around at all that has to be moved from the boxes against the back wall. He was against the back wall looking out. The garage door was open. I'm in front looking out of the street and looking back at him and saying, you know what? And then I knew what else had to be moved to the house. I'm saying, you know what? I don't, I don't know how we're going to do this. I don't know who else to call. I don't know what else to get. You know, I said, you know, I'm just going to say prayer. I don't know why, what I had, this was a, this is a desperate prayer because mm-hmm. I didn't know of anything. So I, 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 I said a prayer. Um, and when I opened my eyes, I was looking back at him. Like I said, he was in the back of the garage. The garage was open and I look at him and he's, and he's got his eyes are wide and I, and I, and I like just gesture what, and he, and he nods his head. And as I turn my head toward the street, just as I had just finished, I hear a, I hear from the street, Hey, you need some help? And I look out there, and I'm looking at this guy. He's a kind of husky guy, all dressed in white. And he says, you need some help? And then he says, I'm a professional mover. Oh, wow. I mean, like, like, like instantaneous. And I just couldn't believe it. I stopped him, and I look at my friend, look back and say, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he came in. He finished it in the last next couple hours. I didn't lift anything after that. Wow. It was all done. I mean, <clears throat> I mean people can say what they want, but nobody's going to tell me that's a coincidence. Come on. And, and I was, things happen like that and can happen like that. Mm-hmm. And I was just very grateful that at that time I really needed some help. You know, that prayer was answered. Yeah, I mean, that's so true, man. Because I agree. I, I am that way too, man. I mean, you know, prayer has helped me and my family, man, in faith. And, you know, when you don't even see it, when you don't, you don't, it's not even, you can't go based on feelings, man. Feelings come and go, man. Faith yeah, is... Right. 
It's action. Is you it? got feelings telling you you're you're forget it. You'll never yeah. make it. And you can't dwell on that. You mm-hmm. got to go on and say, no, you know what? I'm not going to believe that. Come on. I'm going to just put my head down, say my prayers, and then see what comes and do my yeah. best. And I've had many great surprises from that, mm. which reinforced exactly what you said. Don't don't be depressed. Despondent. Don't be depressed. Don't think you've lost. Don't think it, this. Yeah. There's always something there, and and you can always ask ask, ask for all the blessings that you need. Yeah. No. It seems like. Um... You know, because a lot of people that I talk to, a lot of my buddies, they, they're a lot of them are young guys, man, 25, 20, you know, 30 years old, mm-hmm. and they're struggling. And a lot of it is finances. Like, hey, man, I'm selling the TV. Can you know, they're that at that point where they start selling stuff. And it's like, look, man, you're in the toughest time of your life. It's probably not going to get any better anytime soon. But and they're like, well, thanks, man. I'm trying to get encouraged. Like, well, here's the encouraging part. You know, go through this toughest time in your moment to know when you get through it, you look back and think, man, God, you brought me through that. I didn't I didn't cry. I didn't complain. I, you know, I just took it for what it is, you know, whether it was my doing or someone or some, or just happening to me in life doesn't matter, man. And I think I've learned to take that approach, you know, because, again, what we've been through, you know, we've been friends on social media forever. So you've seen what we went through, you know, yeah. all the posts and stuff, man, and I guarantee you. You know, prayers, you know, you know, that you've prayed and a lot of people, man, just, you know, especially your prayers. It seems like God really answers your prayers. So when we leave, I want you to pray for this family. (laughs) You know, that's it. I think that's kind of that's what I love about, you know, you you and your faith, man, because you see it on social media. You put the right scriptures on, you know, and it's like you you know, have you, you've always been, you know, are you Christian or what, what is it? What, I mean, I'm Christian. I, I grew up, okay. uh, like I said, I went, grew up going to Catholic grade school and high school, but I, I, I'm Christian in the sense that, uh, I, I like calling myself after the name of the, the one that is my savior, who I believe is my savior, Jesus Christ, son of God, uh, who died for my sins. I believe that fully, that mm. I'm a sinner saved by grace. And, and, you know, it's interesting about the name of the Catholic church and I have no disrespect for the Catholic church, mm-hmm. but. I, I, it's curious that it took upon itself the name Catholic, which is Latin for like universal, all-encompassing, which is a which is a um, a characteristic of the church. But that's not why we were saved. And so I, I I don't I don't I just prefer to call myself what the early Christians called themselves, mm-hmm. followers of the way. When the way was you know Christians, that's where wow. Christians came from. But mm-hmm. that so I I, I I relate to that. And uh, biblical Christianity, mm-hmm. I believe in that, hundred percent. Now, in saying that, then, man, because we live in a tough time now, you know, I don't want to get too deep, or you know, because you got, you know, you got life, you got your job, you know, it's not like we're trying to save face, offend people. One thing I love about my podcast and stuff, I can say something, whatever I want, you know, and you know, obviously, you got a professional life, you got to protect too, man. But you know, how do you separate like news and you know your personal beliefs? Is it something that you say, well, I know I'm this, but I gotta be? I try know. not to separate them mm. because, um, I mean, look, and you'll occasionally hear me on air, on, on air when there are occasional warrants. You hear me on social media. I, I think the most important news there is is the news that God is real. Jesus Christ, the Son, paid the price for our mm. sins, and because of that, we have the hope of eternal life, and we have always access to the throne of God in prayer. Come I've on. seen it active in my life. So I will not not say that. Mm. Even as a you know as a news anchor or whatever, I won't I won't not say that. Now I, that doesn't mean I can shoehorn it into every story or anything like that. Yeah. But then the occasion arises where I can, I do not I try not ever to shy away mm. to to put that out there and to say that. And um and frankly, with all that's going on in the world right now, 
uh, and the news we report daily from the threat of war, which could mushroom into nuclear war, from the threat of economic uh, disaster, which is being talked about right now, with mm-hmm. the bank failures going on in the United States right now, with the potential theorized, the people who disagree, but the theorized collapse of the dollar, possibly because foreign nations are beginning to reject it mm-hmm. as the as a source of, of trade and, and financial uh, trade, um, you know, payment, yep. um, with the potential uh, um, breaking out of war in other areas, too. We have Iran continually threaten Israel, Israel threatening Iran too because of its nuclear program. We have China threatening Taiwan on a, a regular basis. We have all these conflicts potentially breaking out. We have next week what is being called a literal invasion uh, down south. There's, there's more to it than just migrants coming across. It's mm-hmm. not that anymore because I don't know who's exactly behind it, but someone's going out telling people to come all at once. And they're kind of like clearing out Central America and South America there are large numbers of Chinese nationals, young men of military age. You see them, you see videos um, of the short haircuts and the yeah. young age coming across, not with wives and families. So there's a problem coming. Mm-hmm. There's a problem happening right now. Next Thursday is when Title 42 goes off. That's the Trump era rule that helped keep um, a little more control over the border. That that goes away. Yeah. And there, I, I'm, I just heard this morning a podcast talking about busloads are loading up right now in Central America and South America to, come, to, to buzz them up right to the border and, and rush the border. Um, and so when you have that mass of humanity coming across all at once, and they are not all there for a better life per se, mm-hmm. you know, they're not, I get it when there's, the, you, you, if, you know, if I were in South America, Central America, and I wanted a better life for my family, I get it completely. But they're not all there for that purpose. Yeah, I agree. And now it's coming from all over the world, China, Africa, and so on, all at once. And they're just, you know, if you want an orderly society, an orderly nation, if you want it to function for everybody, it can't not have law and it can't not have control of its own borders. Come on. I mean, there has to be, you know, a timely inflow and outflow and, and, and socialization and understanding of the new laws and the place you live and all that. But there's, there's, I believe that our international political um, adversaries are using this mm-hmm. as a way to destabilize mm-hmm. us the same thing's happening to Europe right now, mm-hmm. too. So those who would be considered, and I guess, who would that be? China seems the most organized. Is Russia involved or not? I don't know if they're involved in that. There's also talk about uh, um, globalist banker entities in uh, in Europe, like the World World Economic Federation. Um, I mean, they, they outright declare they want a great reset, monetary reset and so yeah. on. And I guess, I, I, I don't understand this fully, mm-hmm. but I guess the theory is that by getting a reset, they can bring about greater control of society. Um, one thing being talked about is in the idea of the elimination of the dollar and so like that, and a bank reset, to switch entirely over to, to uh, digital money. Yeah, the Fed now. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, if we get that to that place, think about how this will change um, all of humanity in this respect, yeah. in that if there is no more currency cash trade or anything like that, if it's all done digitally, um, then everything you buy, um, it will be fully controlled, known, and, and it will be literally possible to not allow you to buy certain things yeah. if there's a desire, if, if you haven't behaved right for one yeah. time or another, uh, or not let you have any more fuel than any further than they want you to go. Things like that, which that's alien to everything we've known as, as humanity throughout all no. of history. 
Um, and that level of control is alarming and scary it if is. that were to come about. But mm -hmm. we seem, we, as we sit here right now, you can go out and take a few bucks and go buy something. It doesn't, it doesn't seem like it's here. It's not happening yet. But that is exactly what's being talked about mm -hmm. uh, and talked about a lot. Defined, researched, as you you mentioned, the the, the Fed, the, the 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 federal government, our federal government has is working on its own dollars, federal digitized dollars yep. and digitized money like that too. So we know that push is in place and it's happening yeah. right now. This this whole great reset, as I mentioned to you, has been declared, stated, mm -hmm. a, a goal. They're, they're working toward that. These are not just imaginary fears from our you know in our psyche somewhere yeah i mean you hear that because i hear it all the time man one thing i feel like i hear a lot of this and it, it seems almost childish too because oh i heard it on tiktok i heard it on tiktok i see but it you that's i really believe one of the main reasons why they want to get rid of tiktok because of the information that can get out so fast and and you know is it escalated or is it you know like you know dumbed down probably man but the news is so fast on tiktok right well, now well it's it, social media is interesting social media at its at its purest is just uh an amplified way of people talking it's mm -hmm. people talking which people have done from the beginning of human history right we're doing it right now people man. telling people things yes right? so i i get that and i i value what people in the know might be telling other people on social media mm -hmm. But then there's the other part, which is the potential manipulative part, where governments and organizations or, or criminal entities can say, well, we can use that and we can throw out memes yeah. there and throw people off. Or so yeah. you have disinformation and, and um, information warfare going on, too, where people want to throw things off or lead people in the wrong direction. Mm -hmm. uh, but what that does is, again, even if you didn't have any social media, as, as individuals, we're always responsible to take a look and analyze what we hear or what yeah. we're told from whatever source at whatever time, whether it was read in the newspapers in the old way, you always analyze and say, is this true? Could yeah. it be true? Who's saying this? Mm -hmm. And and those uh, that approach is even more important now because of all this kind of influx. And now joining that, AI-generated yes. stories and articles mm -hmm. designed to tell you certain things in certain ways, not necessarily to give you information, but because they want to um, manipulate the reaction and the attitudes of society. Yeah. So you, you have to kind of be aware of all of that as you take in and say, "What's this for? Yeah. What's it, what it, what it taking us? What, what's it, you know?" And 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 you and like and you try and cross reference it from other sources of information, you know, and see if enough of them cor correlate and corroborate. But you, but we can never put down our guard and just say, "Oh, that's got to be true because it's here or there." We can never do that from any source. You you you've got to cross reference. You 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 can't you can't give up your own um, your own thinking mm -hmm. and analyzing and, and careful thought and analysis. I agree, man, because we live in a world, I feel like that's what makes this, I, I don't know, man, I keep clowning Gen Z, man, but this generation is is an easily manipulated generation, man, because yes. they they're, everything's so feeling-based. Everything's not, you know, if it's a fact, the facts offend, you know. You know, hearing you say this too, man. I mean, I'm the, I believe the same way. My in-laws are real. They're 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 real. They're prepping right now too. You know, it's like those people are mocked now. Those type of people are like, oh, they're the conspiracy. They're the MAGA support. They they make it extreme, man. And it's like how how easily people are manipulated to believe that you know, no, you guys are living in a safe bubble. Just let us 
you know, give you what you want, and then I, I feel like that's the manipulating tactic, man, giving you what you want. You talk about Gen Z, and I, I feel I feel for Gen Z because yeah. they've been most exposed from the time of birth mm-hmm. to this, more so than we were. We remember a time when it wasn't like yeah. this. So we have that frame of reference to go back on, and for which we tell them, hey, you better watch out about yeah. this. You better be careful. You better be on your guard. They've never seen that. And, mm-hmm. then, you know, some of them have been brought up in this sort of make-believe Disneyland bubble yeah. where where, you know, Click your heels three times or whatever you wish, you know, it's that's how it is. That's not reality that mm-hmm. way. Sure, have dreams, we're gonna make them come true. Yep. But understand, you know, uh, you got it. That starts with knowing where you are and where you want to get to, and and in the elements of those things, it's not just, you know, say this and this what I am, or this yeah. or the other. So I agree. And it's it's a difficult time when you've been brought up the way from the beginning. It's a harder challenge. It's more I didn't face that yeah. growing up. You didn't face mm-hmm. that. We had this time. So I, I do sympathize with them in that respect, but I do think they face significant challenges that way just because of this swirling informational warfare going on and I agree. all these sources now as, as you know as your job man because you report the news you know how often do you feel like how come we're not talking about this on you know is there like you know behind the scenes i mean i don't want to get it towards too deep you get in trouble or anybody you know no, i don't no. you know but i don't like is there like behind the scenes where you're like guys we need to talk about this why aren't we pushing this well i i i'm not gonna get in trouble to say this like i said i i, I one of the things I like about the news, why I wanted to get into it, is because I, I feel, I believe, the way it should be and the way it, it is, is that in, unlike acting, where it's it's an art form, you portray it in the news, you're, you're supposed to be dealing with truth. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now there's let, let's talk truth different ways. There, there's the truth of the 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 facts of a given incident that takes place. The details, those are truths. Those are small truths yeah. that make up what went happened today. There's a fire at this house. It's at this street. Uh, they think it caused this. Way witnesses say this. There's, there's the truth of that small incident. And that's what makes up local news. Because mm-hmm. no, there's nobody else doing a local news but local news organizations. Yeah. The nationals do the big national stories, international stories, and that's important too. But they don't know what's happening here unless we tell them what's happening here, yeah. unless we're out there to report it. So I like being part of my community here and, and being part of that and letting people know what's happening here. Because oftentimes, based on the news that we report, somebody might say, oh, wow, that's happening hey, I, I better stay away from there. Or keep, yeah. my, keep my family safe that way. Or I better go do this to be, keep my family safe. I like helping to put out the information that enables people to protect themselves, mm-hmm. protect their families, make a voting decision, whatever. And it, <clears throat> it, those are the small truths, okay? Now, the big national stories that you're talking about and some of these issues too, I believe those are very important too. I find them fascinating. I'm, I'm reading about them and studying them every day. Um, mostly because we're supposed to focus. We're supposed to focus on local news. We don't tackle those big stories. We do report nationals. You know we get the feeds. Yeah, we'll have we those do, yeah. and we report that. Um, on some of the larger issues, honestly, in the content of a one-hour newscast, there's only so much you can put in there. Yeah. But um, I think I think that if we do our part right in putting forth the full and honest details, facts of local news stories, things as they unfold, um, sometimes you can see the 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 shadows of the larger truths behind them. Yeah. You know? So if we do what we're supposed to do, put it out there, people can see. Maybe we will report, maybe uh, the story is uh, an increase in crime. We talk about increase in homelessness too. That tells us something about what's happening in the economy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you can draw uh, conclusions on that and say, hmm, that's, that's going up. Why? What's going to happen? Maybe this is the... The job situation is worse. Maybe the economic situation is worth, uh, worse. If a bank goes down here, we'll tell people, and it's part of the larger. So we play our part that way. We do that. Yeah. Um, I'm, I, I like talking about this so and being, being aware of as much as I can be because it gives context to stories and it 
gives me something that I can also maybe, uh, if I'm fortunate enough, help explain to other people mm -hmm. when the time comes. But, but I try to get that part right in terms of the the details of the local stories we're tasked to do every day, hoping that in that in that in my small part of that mosaic, it helps people see the larger truths that that impact our lives and our world. Yeah. And I feel like that's, I mean, that's from you, because I know you, man, you, you know, you're on it. It's one of these things, one thing I appreciate, you know, it's like Thanks. you, cause sometimes you get lost in like the, the reporting of the, like the negative. It's like always, you know, you know, it's like, yeah, it's true. And you know, even the Bible even says, you know, Hey man, it's going to get worse. Good's going to be evil, you know, and evil's going to be called good. And you know, you got to, you know, you got to just keep fighting a good fight, man. Don't grow weary while doing good, you know. And so with, I think with what you're saying and what you're doing, man, where do you feel like how's, you know, how do you focus on like, hey, man, I know, I know it's tough to, you know, keep reporting all this, you know. It's like, how, when do you turn the switch off to be like, you know, I'm just going to chill and not think about all this. You know, even as a believer, you know, we got to, we got to stay, you know, the five uh, virgins of the oil, man, you just got, always got to stay ready, man. It's like. I, I agree with you completely. You mm -hmm. always have to stay ready. I don't. I don't I, the switch goes off when I'm asleep, and when it's when I'm awake, it's on. Mm. Because I try to take in as much as I can and make sense of it and understand it and incorporate it and prepare. Uh, you know, what you were talking earlier about people preparing. I think now for everybody now, whether it's whether you now starts tomorrow or started two weeks ago or starts this minute, yeah. now is always the best time to do some preparations. This is not an extreme position, although some would make it so. Even FEMA, even HHS mm -hmm. says, make your preparations, have your two or three months in case of an emergency, because emergencies happen of any and every kind. You never know what they're going to be. So having something there so you can take care of yourself, at least for a time, mm -hmm. reasonable time for yourself and your family, maybe help out your neighbors, is a wise thing to do. There's no, there's no, um, there's nothing crazy or extreme about that. Mm -hmm. And I think I, I would hardly encourage everybody to take, uh, take that advice that's coming down from HHS and FEMA and others, as well as friends and neighbors, put some things away, have some emergency water, food, mm -hmm. whatever it is. Uh, so you can take care of things just in case the unexpected happens. Well, I remember we were talking, we were texting on, um, you know, for the podcast and you had sent me a link for water, you know, and it's yeah. like since then, cause I've seen a lot of water um, where plastic, you can't, I don't like drinking out of plastic I anymore. Know. I know. You know, I we've stopped that. So everything we get, man, is fresh and we, you know, alkaline or whatever Laura does and we put salt lemon or, you know, it's like when it comes to stuff like that, our health, you know, because I feel like you are, you know, you're aware, you know, about the tampering that the, you know, I guess you would say government or people do, you know, to our food, to our water source. And the impact in our environment, yeah. Yes, you know, and so what are your thoughts on all that? How do you, what are you, what have you been doing to prepare? And what, like, what, what can be a message that somebody, in its purest form, because again, social media is so redundant. Social media is like, oh, you have to be like this. If you're not doing this, you're drinking. It's like so over, you know, whatever, over social media, I guess. But I feel like coming from you, man, you know, what's, what is your thoughts on that? You know, because you see food shortages, you know, chickens, you know, farms. Prices, food prices. Too. Yes, like processed foods, you know, what are your, what are, what have you done to prepare or you I, know, be aware? I, I, a uh, few things. You talked about water and bottled water. Hard to get away from plastic for long-term storage of bottled water because there's not a whole lot of resources. It's hard to find a lot of glass bottles in there. Little, yeah. I, I, it's a good thing that you're talking about that. I'm thinking about it myself. I've got some water filters. 
some good ones <coughs> that I can utilize for emergencies and so on like that. I'm thinking about getting a house water filter in the near mm. future, a whole house water filter. Um, and I'm thinking, I know that they, you can buy water that's a little bit more expensive though. You can buy water that's in uh, metallicized pouches, mm-hmm. which you won't get this leakage of plastic and so on from like that. The inside is like, like aluminum or something. Like yeah, that. I've seen that. And you can buy that. That's another kind of survival water. So that's not a bad way to do it. And I reassess what I do every so often. So I'm thinking more in terms of trying to get into some of that now too, because it's a long-term water. I think the Coast Guard uses that sort of thing. Really? Because it's it's immune to floods or anything like that, or it's always safe in that water container. You know, it's not leaching plastic or anything like that. That's one thing. Um, you're asking also about preparation and, and food. Anything you you bought a couple months ago in terms of food storage is probably is cheaper than what you could get it for today. Mm-hmm. And it's quite possible that what you get today will be cheaper than it will be in a month and a half from now. The prices are going up in all kinds of things. There is larger scale things that have happened and are happening that leads you to believe that the prices will go up significantly. Yeah. Among those, because of the war between Ukraine and Russia, I have read that about 27 or 28 of the some of the largest producers of fertilizer in the world shut down in mm. Europe because they couldn't get a lot of the nitrogen fertilizers produced out of natural gas that uh, which they no longer get from Russia. Those are shut mm. off there. So that's going to shut a lot of the feedstock off for a lot of the fertilizers. No fertilizers, you cut yields by half or more, wow. uh, at least a quarter. And so if you're growing or have about that much less food and the population is substantially what it always was, you're going to run into some shortages. Mm-hmm. You've got th- some environmental things. We had some crazy environmental weather issues this last year and, and areas that were supposedly were impacted because of them, including here in the West Coast. Yeah. Um, the floods, new Lake Tulare's back and all that stuff. I know, that's so crazy. That's going to affect what's available in the f- available food supply. All the more reason to have, you know, I think six months to a year storage if you mm-hmm. can't have it, if you have the room for it and can afford it. It's not a bad thing to have. Um when it comes to the types of food, I go to I prefer it as as, nat- as natural and close to real source as possible. Meaning, like bags of rice, beans, uh, things like that. Canned food, like maybe some good soups that have minimal, uh, just nat- natural. I like Progresso and some of the yeah. others. Um, so I, I I agree with you. I like to stay as natural as possible. Yeah, food the way God made it. <laughs> and, and I agree. You know, and I think that's kind of really where you know this society this world has pushed away from like you said the way god made it the way god intended it there's a lot of things designed us yes you know and it's like in a society where it's like you know know, christianity is the most attacked religion man you know or belief system and you know it's one of these things where i you know it's like you either make a stand or you don't you know it's like with this show you know, the audience is growing, man, and people know where I stand, but it's like in life, you know, you can't just be, and I've said this a thousand times, you can't just be a vanilla flavored ice cream. Why? Because yes, everything goes with vanilla. Maybe a lot of people like vanilla, but eventually you got to pick a flavor, man, that somebody's going to like or not. You know, and I think when it comes to our, you know, especially, you know, as believers, as followers, because I've been getting back more into my, my relationship with God these past years, especially coming off my sickness, man. And you know, God really got my attention. You know, he was such a gentleman. He wasn't one of these people, gods, or the way Christianity and gods, you know, portrayed as, oh, he's a judgment God. He, you know, he was, you know, I told you, you deserve, you know, man, he showed me so much love to brought me, it brought me back to my full, you know, relationship with him. It's not perfect, man, but 
And I think this world, we're getting away from what that way he said, God, the way God intended it, man. And, and, and the Bible even says, man, we're, they're going to turn from that. And God is going to turn them to their own wicked ways. And they're not going to know, you know. And I think when it comes down to this, you know, in the, we are in the last days, man. And to, you know, I don't live surprised. I'm not surprised. You know, when I hear certain stories of politicians, I can't stand. You know, it's like, you know. You're going to meet God one day, and that's just going to be between you and God. <laughs> I, I can't see things going on in the world the way they are right now, seemingly getting crazier and, and worse by almost a month. I can't see that continuing a whole lot longer before some some major, major comeuppance or change. Mm -hmm. I mean, things are getting... Like I said, we're we are running into the, the problems with... Um, with, uh, like I said, the, the food supply, we haven't even been impacted yet. Wait till we see how the yields come out for this this spring and summer mm -hmm. harvest season. I don't. I think a lot of people are going to be surprised what what we end up coming up with. Yeah. And um, and you know, in the past, we there's been like maybe a year's world food supply or 12, 14 months, fifteen. So uh, we've been off of going off of that these last this last year. But there'll be a time when that's not there. Mm -hmm. um, cost of fuel. A lot of this all derives too from the cost and availability of fuel because that's what that, that that's a major input to harvesting and producing all this food and if if it's been cut if there's been you know if the price is so high above what it's affordable to, then the, the food's going to have to go up to match that price yeah and what happens when people can't afford that i mean i'm hearing stories uh of the desperation growing a lot of people not being able to meet their ends and uh, and and again a big part of that is if they can't meet the cost of food, we're going to have civil upheaval. Mm -hmm. That that worries me. That possibility. That but historically, that's how it's always played out. Yeah. People when they get to the point where they're hungry, they say that they, there's a saying that you're only three meals away from a, from a revolution or something like that. Mm -hmm. People get to that point and they feel they have nothing left. They've got to do something. There's concerns about that. So there's uh, the preparation is important. The, the large larger scale societal or governmental. Mm, principles or, or, or actions to try and address that and try and remedy this situation are important. You know, what would be a help right now is if they were able to somehow bring an end to that war in Ukraine and Russia. That would yeah. that would be a big help right there globally, not just for that region. Um, but um, when you talk about about faith, I will say this too. You know, in the original, originally they called gospel, essentially means God's story, God's tale, or the good news. They've heard that too. Mm -hmm. And I don't think there's a more important news that you can tell than that because that's 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 the hope behind all this. Mm. That because God's really there and on the throne, He's going to decide how this turns out, and that and we have reason for optimism and hope there, despite the challenges and mm -hmm. so on like that, and someone to go to about these things. Come on, uh, seeking that hand of protection and guidance, and I I I, and I trust in that and I do that, and uh, lift myself and others and our community and our city and our country in prayer and other believers too and um and i trust that it's going to work out the way we were told a long time ago in that wow. book you know in the bible and so i'm hopeful that way but in the meantime we do have to be as wise as we can be do the yeah. best we can to take care of ourselves and others and uh and uh, just try and be um a voice of reason and and faith yeah in in i'm, I'm gonna say these are i don't know if i would say these are dark times yet but they're troubling times and they look like they could lead to darker times if uh, if things take bad turns. Mm -hmm. Now, we look at, you know, I've said it before on here, man, I voted Trump. I was hoping Trump would win. But I look at this administration now, what they're doing, 
you know, I feel like they're purposely nosediving America to the ground. And, you know, do you think even if Trump is reelected that he can flip and turn this all around? Because because there's a lot of damage that has been done, you know, so it's like no wound has ever healed overnight, man. It's like when someone's cut, hurt, you know, it's like especially the way our nation has been damaged just in this past few years, you know, it's like if Trump would be elected and. You know, if you want to get crazy political, I mean, I don't know, you know, you can tell me you don't want it, it's okay, you know, but like, if he comes in and things start turning around, you know, is there, would that be enough time to, to save I, I I'll say this, yeah, now in the news, one limit I have is I, I can't be too specifically political. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm sure I may analyze this and take a look yeah. at that too, okay? Uh, and, and of course, I have my own personal <clears throat> positions, but I will tell you this, I agree with you that I don't understand a lot of the policies of the president administration. I don't mm -hmm. understand the taking away of Title 42. Mm -hmm. That's causing and going to make worse the situation mm -hmm. on the border. That seems to be a fact. Um, I don't see how Alejandro Mayorkas, you know, the guy down the border in charge, can say, oh, no, there's no problem in the border. It's it's in control. There's no, uh, there's no, um, when everybody knows there is. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So I don't get some of the things they're doing in these ways. I don't understand some of that. Um, and I don't, and, and because I don't understand it and what I see the outcome being, it doesn't seem to be the right course of mm -hmm. action. But that's where we are. Can that change? There's always the hope that with the next election, um, you can change the things or br bring about the change that you want to see that's not happening with the mm. current administration. Um, you say, hey, you ask about President Trump, former President Trump, and with that, um, I know that uh, that the economic climate seemed very different when he was president. Yeah. I know there was talk about the lowest number ever of, uh, of all the, every minority being, uh, unemployed mm -hmm. and that improving. And there was the, the economic numbers were very strong. Um, can he do that again? If he were to be elected, maybe he's also very polarizing influence though. I mean, the, the, the Democrats and the liberals who hate him really, really hate him. Um, and, uh, and he's been under continual attack from the time he ran last time throughout his whole presidential term to right now. He's, he's on trial. You know, yeah. So um, can can he get, could he effectively get past that to lead effectively if he were elected again? I don't know the answer to that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know what brings together. I would say that um, he certainly has a very strong backing in, in Republicans, Mike, and so on, but he doesn't bring along the Democrats that way. He, he brings along some of the independents. Can, can that change? Well, that's why I know the, the minority support during his term seemed to grow quite a bit, both Hispanic as well as uh, black support. Mm -hmm. So there was a, there seemed to be something of a unifying um, factor there. Can, mm -hmm. can that happen? Can he, can he do that? Uh, you know, we have to wait and see. Yeah. It, it, it looked like it was doing that and moving that direction once before. Maybe that could happen again. And as you say, is there enough time for somebody new to get in and do something like that? Um, you always got to hope there is. Yeah. You always got to push for the thing that you hope will bring positive change. Um, but there's certain things happening right now. In fact, another story I read was there was a, new uh, Russian attacks were happening right now, even as we're speaking yesterday in Ukraine, significant ones, incendiary bombings of one of the areas in the cities and missile strikes. And then there was, there's been reports that the Ukrainians were about to mount a counteroffensive. So that's a very hot war. Mm -hmm. and, and you may have heard last week claims from Russia that, that uh, oh, the Ukrainians tried to assassinate Putin at the Kremlin because mm -hmm. there was some kind of drone, which there's questions about because there's video out there showing 
showing men up there up near that before that went off. So was it just like a stage thing, which happens, yeah, uh, to make it look and give excuse for that, or was it really an attempted assassination, which doesn't seem very um, strategically wise? Uh, in any event, that went in. The, the The rhetoric has been hot. There have been some some sources fearful that that will be an excuse for Russia to actually use a nuke, tactical or otherwise, on them, on England. I, I am a little concerned right now. Well, they had that coronation today, this early this morning. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that in was... England. I guess nothing happened to interrupt that. I thought, wow, that would be a target if somebody were going to go mm -hmm. after it. But it, it seems okay there. But they're very, I mean, the, the situation in Ukraine and Russia has, keeps getting worse and worse and worse. Mm -hmm. And right now, it's, it's at its worst right now, where there are some fearful that this weekend could represent... Uh, an escalation to the point of a use of a nuclear weapon hasn't crossed that threshold yet. Hope it doesn't. But uh, because that's happening right now, the election in 2024 seems too far away. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. You know, things need to happen to change it now. And I don't, I don't see that happening through human means. I know that's crazy, man. I mean, it's it's one of these things where it's just like, man, God, you either just come now, please, you know. But Amen. what do we got to do? You know, I feel like having this podcast, and I feel like, and this is really the direction I wanted to go, man, because I feel like coming from um, again, you know, Monty Torres, you know, there's 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 credibility in that name, man. There's credibility in your walk, in your life. It's very evident, even when, you know, from my perspective, when I worked with you, man, we had nothing but good times, uh, always respectful, man, just fun. You know, on camera, professional, and you know, but again, it's like I, I want to, I want to put this stuff out there now because it's like you know when certain people say it, like if there's a family member, you know, they're speaking truth, but because it's that individual, it's like, bro, we don't like you, even if you're speaking the truth. <laughs> you know, I was that guy at one point in my life, you know, and and I feel like hearing it from you is one of these things where I feel like, man. You know, people listening and watching, man, this is not a right or left. This is like, be aware, be, 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 you know, be open to some real facts that may hurt your feelings, that may, you know, derive you from what you feel like your personal belief in life are, man. Because I believe, man, in my heart of hearts, you know, Jesus is the only way. You know, people right. say you're crazy, you're this. Okay, I'm good. You know, I'm not going to stand before God one day, man. It's like, you know... You know, hey, man, because you're ashamed of me, I'm ashamed of you. I don't want to hear those words. Really I genuinely that. don't, man. And I want to live that Roman 116 life, man. Just Amen. I am not ashamed of the gospel, man. I'm not. You know, and I want my life to show. I want my family and my kids to follow suit, not because I'm making them, not because I'm telling them you have to. I want them to do it because they see me living a life of, you know, I would say action. You know, Jose, something that's important and that I try to incorporate <clears throat> in my life, too, is that I know, I know God is real. I know it's true. I know prayer works because I've seen it happen. Mm -hmm. And I see it happen continually. In one, one of the examples that I gave you, that was just too immediate and too real not to recognize that was, God just did that right there. Yeah. I, I mean, before I opened my eyes from the prayer, guy dressed in, why was he dressed in all white if he's a mover? I don't know. I'm not saying he was an angel or anything, but he was a human angel in that point, you know, be, that he's suddenly there and he was a professional mover since that's exactly what I needed. And I asked for Man, it. It was there before I didn't even know. You know, so, um, yeah. so what I want to say is, it's not our job, yours and mine, to to prove how real God is. That's God does that. So what I do, what I hope to do is, I'll the things that I'm concerned about that I'm praying about. I'll share that prayer with my my family, ask them to pray with me, tell them why, 
and let's say, let's watch what God does. Mm. So we can sh- share in that that moment of awe and uh, appreciation and gratitude and wonder when God does, and we can say, look, look what happened. Mm-hmm. And we we do that routinely, and we and uh, in small ways, sometimes it means something just to us and our family that we recognize. Sometimes in larger ways, mm-hmm. but we we do that because. It's, it's God who glorifies Himself. Come on. We just ask the we express faith in Him uh, through the access He gives us through redemption and and the name of His Son Jesus Yeshua, uh, mm. and uh, and 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 He's faithful. And we watch that and we share that. And and I take I, I look forward to opportunities to share with you things like answered prayer, like I just did, because that's a glory. To, that's I'm, I'm that's honestly reporting a glory to God that I want I want known and seen. So. I, I like to pray with my family, and we do, mm-hmm. and uh, about on a daily basis, as well as anything special going on, uh, to talk about you know some of the things happening, and we talk about preps, we talk about things to watch out for and to be careful for, and because that's not being either pessimistic or fearful, that's being real. Yeah, it's a real world. These things are happening out mm-hmm. there, and if it hasn't touched your world yet. God bless you. Great. Yeah. But it doesn't mean it won't. Mm-hmm. And you got to be ready for it as much as you can. I think when it happened to me, when I got sick, man, everyone, <laughs> the message, like, because, you know, you go through life, because me and you, we, this is our first time in a long okay, time man. we've met, but I've always known if I hit you up, because you've DM me a few times when I was sick, and I, you know, I even commented on your photos, and we just DM a couple times. Right. You just know when people are there. Yeah. You know, and when I was sick, we, we man. We pick up right where we left off. Was, yeah, pick up right before yeah. We you know, see, that's what I'm saying. Full circle, because I feel like I believe that when it, when when God shows up, man, he, he just he gets to he pointed all to him. Because when we got sick, when I got, because we all got sick, my whole family did. I was the one that only took the CVS home test, <clears throat> and I've heard rumors and conspiracies that they were lacing it with COVID, the Delta variant, and that's end up what I ended get, end up getting, because yeah. these guys healed up in a week, you know, my son was like, after three days, he's a beast, you know, that boy's yeah. a bull, and the, the, my wife and two daughters, and four or five days later, you know, Laura a little bit later, but me, it, it, it killed me, man, it, t- it took me out, yeah. and we, for some reason, we were just ready, man, God is just, we took our health serious when they opened up that April, you know, yeah. 2021, remember the... I was like, you know, babe, we got to go to gym. So every day, April to um, August, when I got sick, I was working out four or five days a week, eating right. And my doctor told me, man, you saved your life. He says, your body was strong enough to fight this, your lungs, your muscles, you weren't obese. You you know, they they were very blunt, man. You know, we get a lot of fat people coming in there and dying. And if these people just take care of their health, man, this would be a a wash. It'd be easy to take care of and fight off, you know, and so... So I believe in that, man. We got to prepare, man. You know, and I think with, you know, now that we have three teenagers, you know, we're, you know, we're very aware of what society and culture puts out there, man. And we want them to lead, you know, when even if it's just them in the front, you know, and and that's what's hard because we live in a world where people just want to follow. They want to follow what's easy. You know, and, you know, Bible even says wide is, you know, the gate to hell, but narrow man is the path. And so I know I think when we're in this conversation, man, like I said, came back full circle. You know, it's, you know, prepare, you know, live your life in such a way, man. You know, fear God, love God, man. Fear is not. First, first, yes. Yes. That lay the foundation like you do with your family. Mm-hmm. You can lay the foundation who to go, where to go, trust in, mm-hmm. in God and salvation. Know you have your salvation through the death and resurrection of his son, Jesus Christ. 
Yeshua HaMashiach, you know, and that's where we get our strictly on faith on him and wow. on that. And then we can have access to the throne of grace in his name. That's what we've been told. Mm -hmm. So, I, and I believe in that completely and I've tested it. I put wow. it to the test. I put it to the test regularly. And every time I put it to the test, God's faithful. I may not always understand how it takes a while sometimes we just see, oh, and connect the dots and see how it all answered. God figured it out. It may not happen. Uh, there's a saying that God is never, God is rarely, never early. No, how's it go? God is rarely early, but never late. Okay. Mm. So maybe we, you pray about something, you think, well, I didn't see anything happen yet, but that doesn't mean it's not going to, it won't happen, or, or it's happening, but you just don't see it yet. Mm -hmm. uh, and sometimes it's instantaneous, like like the, the example I gave you. Yeah. But but I've always seen uh, God lift up and and act and see His hand in a situation. And when you and you do that, and He does, then you have something with which to further honor and glorify Him by sharing that story with Come others. On. And uh, and that's the foundation. And outside of that foundation, just doing the other things, that, like making the preparations, taking care of yourself in the way he intended, eating food the way he, he, he gave it to us. Mm -hmm. um, you know, not not overly processed. This the other thing, but something you make at home, simple, the, the healthful stuff like that is good. And and uh, and then watching for his blessings and the unfolding of his word, which he told us what's happening. I'm telling you right now. Mm, that, two box. I'm, she... Go right, ahead, man. I'm... Right now. Um, you know, we talk about this digital money and all that stuff. Well, um, you, you, you only have to look in the book of Revelations about being a, a mark about uh, on your yep. hand or your forehead. Yep. Referred to more than 2,000 years ago. Now, you can't put a dollar on your hand or your forehead, nope. right? But you can do something else. And if it gets to the point and it's digitized, that's exactly how that works out. Before, mm. Never before in human history could that come true yep. like it can now. So... Uh, there's no other book out there. There's nothing else out there that foretold something like that mm -hmm. at this time. So when you see these things unfolding, you got to say something's happening. Come on, and it's happening now. We're in the time. Come on. Yeah. I know. I see your phone blinking, man. I don't know if you have to rush or go, but um, okay, this is just a uh, message. Somewhere. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I mean, dude, we can do this all day. I mean, I, I agree with you, man. Just. You know, I, there are times where my faith has been challenged, man. Is but it, I, but I've always remembered why God. He's just God's faithful. The human part of us, we we get we get either depressed or despondent. Uh -huh. We're tired. These mm -hmm. things happen like that, right? Um, what what I found most helpful is to know, you know, like you you said it earlier today too. Our feelings aren't us uh -huh. because they change. So we're not changeable like that. But what I found helpful is to recognize. That, and, and we live in a in this world in which we live right now is a battleground world, a spiritual battleground world. Yep. We, we we take the buffetings and things happen because there's an opponent out there on a spiritual level that does that to demoralize, to bring down however he can. But what I found and what helps me is that uh, if, if I stand on the word in, in Jesus' name, I can I can deny it and say, no, I'm not going to feel this way. Mm. Get out. Mm. In, in Jesus' name, I won't feel depressed. I won't feel this. I'm going to just... Focus, say my prayer, trust in God, and the rest, I'm not even going to think. I won't let it sit. Come on. In Jesus' name, I'll, you know, get lost. I won't feel mm. that way. I, if I stand up and I get mad at it and say, no, I'm not going to feel that way, go. In Jesus' name, I won't feel that way. I'll wait till God's, God shows up, and, and, and I can put that aside. And then something happens where, where I see God's hand that fixed the problem or change it, and then, I, you know, then, then it's gone till the next challenge, the next yeah. buffeting. But we're not going to get away from that kind of buffeting every so often while we're in this world until Jesus comes again, Come which is not that far away. It's not. 
Tell them. That's your message. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you said a lot. And, and, you know, right there, that's a good message, man. But to somebody, we'll close out like this because I know what we'll do is, um, you know, I'll give our last words, man. I'll do this thing where you get last word, last thoughts. Someone listening and watching this whole conversation, man, you said a lot right there. But somebody that either has been hurt by a church or somebody or they're lost, they're confused, you know, given this whole conversation we have, what is your message? What is your, you know, message to them then to not experience a religion, not experience a church or a pastor, but experience Jesus. What's your message, man? That, that is the thing that God is real. His word in the Bible is real. And I believe it's it, it, many times when I make mistakes, it's because I'm not taking it literally enough. Mm. And I believe in the literalness of it. Um, and, and, Jesus, there's there's more, you've heard this before too, there's more evidence on the historicity that a man who, in, in, in later Greek translation, Jesus Christ, his name in, in Hebrew is Yeshua, Yeshua HaMashiach, yeah. lived, was crucified and died. There's no, it, there's, if you, you cannot question anything in history, if you, or you should say, there's nothing in history more proven than that by the number of documents, by the things, that, so that's a fact, he lived, he died on the cross, and, and he died for our sins. It were foretold in the Bible by the different prophecies and so on. And because of that, we we have access to that throne of grace mm -hmm. by being humble before God, by accepting by accepting and asking for that that uh, redemption through His Son, and then that, thereafter living in faith on that and asking in His name. Because once we do that, we get the privilege of being able to use His name in authority to to deny despair, to deny any any temptation, to deny you know depression and these things and to stand up and then go to the father in Jesus name, mm -hmm. help me do this. Help me get through this. Help me heal. Help this family member, help that family member, help my country, my, my, my city, my, you know, all the believers. We can do these things and take an active part in what God's doing right now. We can Mom. stand up and use that name in, in faith. And you can see these prayers answered. You can see his hand upon your life mm -hmm. and upon the lives of others. There's nothing more important than that as far, in this time, in this age, in any age. But there's nothing more important, especially than that right now. Um, beyond that, in faith, make what preparations you need to to be able to handle just about anything you can imagine. I mean, the things beyond our imagining, we have to tr we trust that God will imagine, take care of. But we need to do what we can to take care of ourselves and others for the fire that may happen next door and you want to help a friend or whatever, the, the, the flood that happens in the area, you want to help somebody else out or that might affect you, the power outage. Whatever these things, that that's there's no mm, panic or uh, um, uh, what do you want to call it? Uh, there's nothing extreme in anticipating those things because they happen every day. Mm -hmm. They happen here, there, and everywhere. So to prepare for those things in your life and the lives of others is a good thing to do. It's Come a on. wise thing to do, and uh, to keep an eye on the on what's happening in the world because no matter how big the world is, sooner or later it seems things come back to us. Come on. You know, they they come home, they come back to us, and and back to us. So. Be as prepared as possible, but I would put prayer and faith first and foremost, talking to God every day um, and uh, staying close in that respect, listening for the guidance he may give us, give you, and uh, and trusting, as he repeats repeatedly throughout the Bible, he is faithful, Amen. and uh, and uh, you're here now because of that. Amen. I think I am too because of that. So. Man, amen. I mean, y'all, I mean, we're going to take an offering. Monty was Puerto Rican right now. <laughs> you know, we'll cash up on the bottom, man, to say this. 
But yeah, I feel the same way, man. It's one of these things where, you know, I feel like my word, my last word, man, is exactly that, you know, still here podcast is more than just, again, a platform that, you know, everyone can do because, you know, building other podcasts out there, man, but to stand out, you know, to bring a real message, man, from somebody that's real, that lives a real life, man, it's not something to where, hey, the switch is on, the camera's on, I got to put on my character. No, this is who I am. This is who you are, you know, in, yes. in real life. And it's, you get what you get, man. And, you know, I believe integrity, man, is when no one's looking. And, you know, I've I've worked my way to get back into that, man. And And God is faithful, you know. In my lowest moments, he's shown me who he was. I didn't need worship music. I didn't need a message. I didn't need lights. I didn't need a pastor. I I just, I experienced him. And I think that's what really more solidified where I felt like I was lacking in my belief in him because I felt like being in a church, being in a ministry, you may have not known this, but I was a pastor at one time and yeah. And walking away from that, my thought, my identity was in my ministry and my position, man, but my identity wasn't in that. Mm-hmm. You know, like you said, people identifying their feelings and how they feel that moment and but my identity is in him. And I think when I figured that out on, we figured that that out on our own, you know, God brought us through a lot. And I feel like that's why still here means so much. You're here at this time for a reason. Mm -hmm. And this is a very challenging time, but if God puts you here at this time and keeps you here, it's to do what he wants you to do. Mm -hmm. And to be the help you can be to your family, to your friends, uh, the witness you can be. And you're doing that. With this podcast. Amen. You know, you guys, so, I mean, coming down to it, you know, what a way to kick off season four, episode one with my good friend, Monty Torres. You know, I mean, I mean, are you on social media? Can people, because you have your pages? I am. Yeah, I'm on Facebook and Twitter. I, I do have Instagram and I check it. Mm-hmm. I just don't do it a lot because I, I don't really understand it. I should probably talk to you about that. Yeah. Some tips. Follow me first and I'll tag you because <laughs> okay. I'm going to make clips and I'll send you a bunch of clips, man, that yeah. I know, you know, to get for, you know, just really, uh, just... Your TikTok message. too. I'm on there. I just yeah. We don't know how to use. You it don't anymore. do the dances or the. <laughs> <laughs> Not so much. Yeah. You know, but I'll tag you. I'll look you up. Follow the show, man, and. Uh... You know, because you said a lot of awesome stuff, really, man, really encouraging, man. It's not so much, again, we pick the side, man. We just really, the you know, Bible says, man, you'll know the truth. You know, the truth will set yeah. you free. You know, when you when you accept, man, sometimes, man, that truth hurts, you yeah. know. And the reality is, is, like, how do you learn, man, but with just growing pains? My son's 13, growing still, man. His legs hurt, but it's going to be, man, that boy's going to be a beast. Yeah. You know, so when you when you get past those moments of those like tough. Like dad. Yeah, mm, let's go, you know, and, and again, we grow, man. So I want to say thank you for your time on this Saturday. You know, I'll definitely, man, we need to do a part two if you're feeling some kind of way. Definitely. If you want to start, I feel like you need to start your own. I feel like the news, honestly, in my opinion, is this, you know, news is still news, man. People will watch, especially local news, but I feel like they need to switch it up into a podcast form. I think you're right. They, uh, they do. I, I mean, things are changing so fast that... Um, and, and I could see that. I again, I, I just don't know exactly how to do these things. Um, I'm open to learning, just like I learned to be a producer not that long ago. I'm open That's to cool, learning. Man. I just gotta figure this, you know, figure out how to do it, what I need to do, and and how to make it work. But I'm open to all these possibilities. So if that's something we can, maybe we can talk about that. You know, and I'm down. Figure that out. Yeah, and we we do a, something else because I I have a friend of mine who has a podcast I'm starting out with, and I'm actually in the works of starting another podcast. You know, because again, this stuff, I mean, it's drag and drop, ready to go, man. 
I can take it from that board that there, drop it on a timeline. I can put this out like now. That is an awesome setup. Yeah, and so it's insane how things. I mean, God's good, man. And so, but I definitely want to partner with you in some way. And I, again, man, maybe talk to the head honchos at you Happy know KPH. You know, they probably go for it. They need to, man, because again, long gone are the days of pay, my my in-laws. They just canceled their Dish Network. You know what? TV. That's been happening for a while now. A lot, a lot mm -hmm. more people are doing it. Save the cost of money. Mm -hmm. you, know, you got streaming and other stuff going mm -hmm. on. So I, I get that. But the world is changing fast. Mm -hmm. It's in the throes of changing right now. And there's going to be a lot more changes even before the end of this year. Yeah. So I, I, I agree with you. And it's good to adapt and learn and grow like that. So I'd be happy to learn from you and see how you're doing some of this stuff and make it happen. I got you, man. So you guys, thanks for watching. Thanks for tuning in. You know, subscribe to our YouTube page. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Go check out our other podcasts, man. We've had a lot of awesome guests. You'll start seeing the the, the evolution of Jose from you know being immature and you know bitter to where I'm at now, man. Life's a process, you know. So keep growing, keep doing your thing. I love you guys. Stay tuned for episode two, man. Season four is off to a good start. We'll see you guys soon. Mm. God bless. Thank you.